Newcastle, it's that time again. Here are your bench warmers, Sean and Storky. Hello and welcome to the bench warmers. My name is Sean, and once again via Zoom, I am joined by my good mate Matt Storky. Stork, how are you, Storky? Oh, mate, not too bad now. I'll tell you what, but this bloody earlier, it felt like I was a scene out of that movie Twister. There was like oh. bloody bins flying around in the um, in the cul-de-sac I live in, and there was plants and pots being blown over. It was crazy. Mate, I was on the way home from Green Hills, and um, mate, she started started hailing. I was, you know, I was just watching cars kind of duck for cover everywhere. It was pretty insane. Oh, man, yeah, that sounds bloody insane. Cars <laughs> ducking for cover. Oh, mate, anything <laughs> catch your eye this week? Um, a couple of things caught my eye. So outside of the world of football uh, was the big premiere of the new Game of Thrones show. So ah, I forgot yes, it was House, premiering. House of the Dragon or something it's called, isn't it? Yeah, something like, I, I forgot it was premiering, to be honest. But, um, How yeah, could I you forget? Every, every, every show that we watch has got, you know, the um, House of Dragon special. AEW had a dynamite. Um, well, that is true. The, the, the Matty John show on Sunday night, they were all dressed up as characters. I don't know how you missed it, Storky. Oh, mate. Well, you know, it's like when he gets Anyway, just one day yeah, blends true. into the other after a while. Yeah, what day is but, it? Um, yeah, exactly. But no, it was good as enjoyable. I'll tell you what, but um, you forget how bloody brutal that show is oh, after you're not it seen it is. for a while. But, yeah. Um, interesting moments in it. But uh, definitely worth checking out if you're a fan of the original Game of Thrones. So uh, the other thing that um, kind of blew me away on the weekend was the big score lines. Like, yes. What's happening? Like, let's just run through a couple of the scores. You've got 48 to 4, 2 to 6, 40 to 6. 60 to 12. And just when you think, you know, it couldn't get any worse than that, you got 72 to 6. Like, what's happened on the weekend? Yeah. And then and then on the other side of the planet, the Lee Centurions versus the um, the York Knights, 100 to 4. Just Oh, man, that's crazy. And the poor old Knights, we're copping it here, we're copping it overseas. Like As long as we're not the worst Knights, I'm, I'm makes me a little uh, bit happier. I don't know. We need some bloody WD-40 or something because nights everywhere are just like season up. We need some pain away. That's what we need. We um, anyway, yeah. what caught my eye? Well, actually didn't catch my eye, Storky. It caught my ears. Um, the Knights NRLW side finally getting to sing the team song after a win. Our first ever NRLW win, and it was beautiful. It was great. Um, I thought maybe the lyrics were like they could be. I don't know, but I thought the lyrics were a little bit different. Um, in the women's version, so maybe I, I they were reading the lyrics off uh, pieces of paper. A lot of them had pieces of paper in front of them, and and I did hear a lot of they they didn't know the 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 lyrics, but they knew the tune. Um, maybe maybe it was that. I don't know. Could mean the different octaves as well. You know, we used to hearing it. You know, we win, we win. This was more like you know. Yeah. You know that's my my impression of a female Higher voice. Notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, anyway, let's thank our great sponsor this year, Painaway. So the bench warmers are powered by Painaway in 2022. Painaway is Australia's number one joint and muscle spray and cream brand, available from all eating pharmacies. And don't we need pain away? We we need it more than ever. Um, let's let's break down our round twenty three loss against the Raiders in this week's pain away match review. Okay, the Newcastle Knights took on the Canberra Raiders at home. 
in front of a crowd of 16,768 with the Knights going down 28 points to 22. Both teams scored five tries with the difference being the Raiders kicking four from six, including a penalty goal and the Knights only kicking one from five. The Raiders won the possession battle with 53% possession and both teams had a completion rate of 83%. The Raiders ran more metres with 1,808 metres. Both teams made seven errors. The Raiders gave away six penalties, while we gave away four. The Knights made more tackles with 338. Both teams had 34 missed tackles. Another game, another 30-plus missed tackles from the Knights. I am over it. But, hey, um, Milford had a shocking day with the goal-kicking. Oh, mate, like, what's doing there? Like, seriously, he couldn't kick a tyre. Like, like, why are we seriously, like, continuing to give him chances to kick? Like, his boot is about as useful as an edible Band-Aid. Like, seriously, (laughs) give bloody Tex Hoy a go. Yes. He may may not be a great kicker either, but Milf is just like... He's got nothing he, doing. It's like, I, I, you know, last week I was saying where he missed a goal and he just, <laughs> I, I still don't feel like he cares. Like, it's like, oh, I'm not going to be uh, here next year. I couldn't care if I kicked a goal or not. I, give give I it know, the taxi. I, I kind of disagree with you last week. And I'm starting to feel those vibes. It definitely does feel like that. It you does. know, so. Yeah, I don't know. But um, one thing I know, um, I'm starting to get the feeling that we're the only bloody team in the NRL that doesn't have supporters with a big bloody drum. Because, <laughs> yes. like, Raiders seem to have a drum as well. Like, yep. maybe maybe that's the secret. Maybe that's why we're shit, because we don't have a drum. Yep. Someone invest in a drum, yep. bring it to the game, and then we'll be winning the premiership. Just a rock up with a random snare. Let's yeah, do it. Like, but, um, yeah, they were getting into it. But their cheers, once again, at times were oh, louder than ours, too, yep, which is exactly. um, painful. DSAF and Frizzell were ruled out early. Uh, well, ruled out late, really. On a dive away, you can either look at it as if, like, oh, early, earlier before the game they were ruled out, or it was late before the game. Either way, it was, they were ruled out. Um, tomatoes, tomatoes. Yeah. As, as soon as that happened, I knew that it was going to be hard without D. Saffron Frizzell, and um, I can't help but wonder, would we have won with those guys yeah. in the side? It's interesting, right? Um, a decent, like you said earlier, decent-sized crowd, though. Like, I did see, too, so I'm peppered through the crowd, the old high-vis jersey, so... Hmm. You know, it's a bit nice, but not a bad crowd considering how bad we're going. Yeah, exactly. Um, Vossi said fans, un, well, you know, they'll unwavered and still turning up. But I don't know. Well, I kind of called bullshit a little bit on that one. I was just sitting there thinking, if the Knights were maybe doing a little better, Sunday afternoon games, we probably get around 25,000. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, so I feel like there is still... You know, a good 9,000 Knights fans not turning up to games. Yeah, but I, was, I suppose he's looking at it from the flip side. They look at some teams, like, you know, True. they're 15,000 to, like, for us, it's like, oh, yeah, we're missing those 9,000 people. Sunday yep. afternoon, 15,000 game for some other teams. It's like, holy shit, where did all these people come from? You know I what didn't I mean? Know we so, had this many fans. Mm. Yeah, the Roosters would be like, what is going on if you're a Roosters fan? Um, but yeah. Roosters can't uh, count that high. Anyway, let's yeah. let, let's um let's let's talk about our hey, people to do it for <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about our attack. Uh, first two tries came from great speed and hands um, to set up our first two easiest tries yeah. all year. I feel they're just just out to each wing through the hands. There was nothing really special about them. 
Um, and he and took five minutes. Just, yeah. On the first try. Eddie's first try, and he took us five minutes, which yep. was, um, you know, great to get off the mark. We haven't been renowned this season for, you know, Start being quick. a team that gets off the mark. Yeah, mm. exactly. So. Um, yep. The forwards were laying a good platform too. And I noticed forwards. that you know they were passing the ball off, um, you know, offloading the ball, yep. which was you know breaking up the opposition's defence, the Raiders' defence, which we were able to capitalise on, spread the ball around a bit, which we're not known to do this season. And we were like you know capitalising on the wings because you know like you said, you know Eddie and old Dom Young, you know both got a double each. Yeah, it was it was great. Um, there there was one one part in particular I want to talk about in in the first half. Anthony Milford kicked a 40-20. Um, it touched the touch line. It, it was awarded a 40-20. Everyone's ran downfield and we've, you know, they've handed us the ball. And then they've shown the replay. And the replay showed that the ball landed on the touch line on the full, which, you know, is technically out on the full. We, we got away with a massive one there. I mean, we couldn't score any points off the back of it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, just... I don't understand how in the modern game of, of rugby league when there's technology everywhere, we've got that many different camera angles and, you know, microphones, all of this, and we can't even get the call right that the ball has landed on the line. I mean, it worked out well for us, but I'd, I'd hate to be a camera fan in that situation if we did it's score points. like depending on it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, um yeah, you mentioned um, Edric Lee's, um, you know, try early, the one where he reached out. I was like, I think I messaged you um, not long after he did that. I was like, oh, that was a nice try. Yeah, just yeah. I, that nice kick grabs it and just that reach out. That was yeah, easily was nice the put down for the year for the Knights. I mean, it, it was a great kick by Milford. Let's, you know, as bad as we were saying that he, his goal kicking was, that was a very nice kick. But yeah. Edric Lee, lucky he's 13 feet tall because he, he's reached out. Um, it, yeah, it was it was it was great, great put down. Yeah. I was very impressed. Um, another one I was impressed with, with Tex Hoy. I thought Tex Hoy had a good yeah. game, um, yeah. especially when he put Croker through a, through a hole, and and the machine, the machine was rewarded for just backing up like he does best inside. Um, Croker's thrown it inside the machine, and and we've gone over next to the post, and that's funnily enough the the only kick that Milford kicked. Was, yeah, right, was right, right next to the sticks. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And you think like um, I probably should have did a bit of research before I said this, but um, count up how many he missed. I believe it was four. Four. Yeah, yeah, four. You know, you add that to the game, and you know, it's maybe you know different results. So, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, it's the, crazy. Our first half attack, I thought, was probably the best attack we've had all year for a whole half. Yeah. Um, I I Just was flowing. I was so impressed with our attack in the first half. I'm sitting there thinking, where has this Knights team been? Like, this has been a yeah. very, very, very solid first half, and we're up 22 to 8 at half time. Yeah, and, like, you know, I was a little bit concerned. I think I even messaged you on Link. You know, we always chat during the games, and I messaged you and said, let's not to get too carried away. This is the Knights, remember? <laughs> yeah. So we still had the, we, we the second half to go. We could feel and, it coming um, for sure. Yeah, and there was no more... Points scored for there us. Was, for the there was there was there was no more attack in the second half. Um, I don't know. Just become was um Eddie right at the end of the game when like let's be honest, I didn't need the replay to tell he didn't get that in. But like, he, even tell. if he did, it would have come down to a Milford 
conversion from yeah. the sideline. So we yeah. we would have been screwed anyway. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, uh, you know, when that first half ended, that pretty much ended our attack as well. I, I don't know if we went into halftime thinking, um, okay, we've got a solid lead. Let's just defend that lead. We don't have to worry about too much about yeah. our attack. But it's it's the the attack just didn't exist. Yeah, it was crazy. So I'm just about had it talking about the attack. Yeah, like you said, there wasn't any in the second half. No, so none to talk let's, about. Um, uh, Let's move on to the defence in the game. And um, once again, I say it every week, but weak one-on-one defence. Uh, the first Raiders try, you know, the, um, Sebastian Chris, yeah, made Gagai look like a second-rate player. <laughs> yes. Just basically stood him up and just went right around him. It's like, what is doing? Gagai's supposed to be one of our, you know, older older heads in the team, one of our, you know, better players. Like, what? Yeah, it's just frustrating. It was horrible defence. He just made Gagai look like a novice. Um, yeah, he, he Gagai is just getting palmed off, and he's and and Gags is just throwing arms, just trying to grab anything he can grab on and and try and stop him, but he just couldn't. It was it was horrible. Um, did you see when Adam Elliott threw a forward pass? Um, yes, <laughs> Adam Elliott threw a forward pass. It was that forward um, that he's got NFL scouts now. You know, talking about being Tom Brady's replacement. Um, I thought he was playing for us already. He went to pass it to one of our guys. He, he did. He threw it straight at one of our players. He's like, "Oh yeah. shit! I must be wearing red and blue already." Here you go, mate. Have have the ball. It was it was one of the most yeah. forward passes I've ever seen. Yeah, I noticed that, and I was like, "Oh, well, they got away with that." Like you said, we got away with the old, you know, sneaky forty twenty earlier. So I guess you know, roundabouts, <laughs> yeah. it all comes back around again. But um. Our edges, like we said, everywhere. Even with, you know, Tawala and Bradman gone, who, you know, do cop a lot of the flack and, like, rightly so a lot of the time. But yep. even with them gone, our edges were still, like... Edges just are still hurt. in trouble, yeah. Yeah. Like, yep. we just... Set the overlaps, there's so many overlaps all the time. So there's yeah. something there not adding up, something we need to look at because that shouldn't be happening. No, not at all. Um, Canberra scored some very soft tries in the second half. AOB... Oh. Um, <laughs> AOB message to the players at half time was, "I don't want you to change a thing." Um, but they he wasn't were... talking about the score, though. No, no, not at all. They were a very different side in the second half. I'd... They changed uh... everything. You know, I, 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 I just, I, I was speechless in that second score. half. They took him bloody literally, and he said, "Don't change anything." And they said, "Oh, I think he wants to keep this the score at twenty-two. We better not score again." <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to think that that's what's happened. It's like, ah. but yeah, like you were saying, yeah. that um, tr- that some weak tries. That first Very try, soft. um, yeah, in the second half, which I believe was Sebastian Chris from the Raiders again, yeah. like the high ball, something we've been struggling with this season, especially the late, later part of the season. Mm. But nobody even contested for Uncontested. the ball. Yep, they just stood there. Shocking. Like what is doing? Like it's ah. Uh. And then it felt like maybe five five minutes later, um, you, you've got a second rower putting in a grubber and scoring a try. I know. So, how, how are you allowing a second rower, firstly to grubber the ball in goal, and then allowing him to get through and put the ball down? De- I'd. Yeah, Texi should have cleaned that up. Like yep. he did, his effort was there to try and recover after the mistake, but he should have cleaned that up in the first place. I aged about five years in that second half. I I really oh, did. Mate. There there was there was nine minutes left, 
Um, and we hadn't really been down their end of the field. And were, the, the commentators were talking about when do you take um, the field goal? When do you take it? And I'm sitting there thinking there's nine minutes left and we haven't yeah. been down this end of the field in the in the second half yet. Just take it now. Just take it. I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm not one of these people that will sit here and go. Let's wait till the last minute to kick a field goal. Um, yeah. it, it just. I. I, I don't sometimes understand. Sometimes if there's nothing on, yeah, I'm the same. If, some, if there's nothing on, it's a bit not better sometimes to you know come away with something. Yeah. You know, I, I guess you do leave yourself open for, you know, possibly, you know, from the kickoff making a mistake and having them on your line. So I guess that's probably a reason they don't do it. But yeah, it's 22 a lot of the time. And then, and then, um, Clune gets tackled on the last. We didn't even put a kick in. We didn't do anything. Clune gets tackled on the last. Yeah. That very set, they run 90 meters to score. And, I'm I'm just sitting there thinking I I fucking hate this football team I, I I hate them I I love them so much but I hate them you, you know when your mum your your mum or your dad or who, whoever says to you as a kid I'm not mad I'm just disappointed <laughs> yeah that that was me in the second half I just I I yeah. didn't know I didn't know how to I didn't know how to human I'll just, I'll just put it that way mate I'm like. Um, we're not doing a, um, a you know a wrap up for the men's game this week. So we're going to do that with the NRLW. But if I had a wrap up, mine would be we lost this game in the second half because of stupid shit. Like yep. literally, literally. Yeah. Like our first half was great. Look at all the times they scored. We've mentioned them already. It was either because we were standing there not contesting the ball. You know, I'm um, a uh, try with I would just say the lock from was it the lock from Canberra? He scored like all this stupid shit that shouldn't have happened. Yep. It's like. Yep. Oh, so frustrating, man. I'm just, yeah. I have the I have the exact same wrap up as you. Um, let let let's yeah. move on. It was a it was a, it was a shit game. Um, the Manshake Man of the Match. One point to David Clemmer. Two points to Matt Croker. And three points in your Manshake Man of the Match, Edric Lee. Let's have a look at some of Edric's stats. Played 80 minutes, two tries, 15 runs, 126 metres and 44 post-contact metres, four tackle breaks and one line break. He was miles ahead of everyone else. Um, yeah. Pr- pretty easy to give him manshake man of the match. Yeah, the young fella um, didn't do too hard. I forgot his name. He's a, the alphabet name. He's got a real long Christian. Life, Christian yeah. Papa Lengi. Yeah, and Christian spelt like um yeah K R Y. Yep. Yeah, back in the nineties when like parents were all like, oh not nineties, <laughs> sorry, he's not that old. I'm, now I'm showing my age. Back in the early two thousands or whatever, and you know parents were thinking of all different ways to oh mate, to, it, know, it, spell it's names. Happen, it's happening again. My my young bloke uh, Cooper. You know, for me, there's only one way you would spell Cooper, right? C double O P E R. Mate, these days they're spelling it with a Q somewhere in there. It's yeah. it's, it's it's just weird. Anyway, oh, we went to um. Anyway, just quickly, man. I'm a funny story. Um, uh, Noah, my eldest, went to a party the other day at Time Zone, and they were giving out the little things they put around their zone. neck. It is, mate. It's great. That's another story for another day. <laughs> um, but yeah, and they gave him like you know a little thing around his neck to say he was at the party, and they spelt Noah, N O H A, Noah. Noah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Noah. I've never seen Noah, Noah spelled that way. Like, that's just yeah. So all these weird. Oh, but anyway, that's, that's beautiful. But, but, Back to my original point. Um, yeah, he had a good game. He, he had, had a, a great game. game. Yep. I thought yeah. he played really well. Yeah. So, okay, let's have a look at the NRL ladder brought to you by the Cambridge Hotel. 
At the end of round 23, the Penrith Panthers are still on top of the ladder. Cowboys, Sharks, and Storm are top four. Eels, Roosters, Rabbitohs, and Broncos round out the top eight. Now, this is where it starts to get interesting because you've got these other teams, you know, just mm. knocking on the door. You've got the Raiders who kept their, you know, dreams alive by, you know, demolishing us in the second half. You've got the Dragons who put a hefty score um, um, on the weekend as well, and then it starts to go off after that. You've got the Seagulls, Bulldogs, Warriors, Knights, Titans, and West Tigers all in the bottom eight this week. Yep. Um, it's not getting any any better for us. All right, it's time to have a look at the NRLW game that followed the men's game on Sunday night. The Newcastle Knights took on the Brisbane Broncos at home in front of a crowd of 8,323. That's quite disappointing um, that a lot of fans lost, uh, left. I, I do understand, you know... Um, Parents like ourselves, you know, we've got to get our kids off to school and, and you know, 6 o'clock on a yeah. Sunday is a bit of a stupid time. Um, I, I do understand people have their reasons, but if you had no reason to leave, like, it's a... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I think if we won um, the men's game, a lot of more people probably would have stayed as well. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I, you're right. I've changed my tune from last week. I think the uh, women's game should be before the men's. Yeah, I think, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was the opposite last week too. It was I awkward agree. watching. Um, it was awkward watching the interview for the women's game and the commentators. Um, well, actually, it was one of our players. I think it was Southwell or someone was there saying, "Oh, the crowd out there's huge," and they kept on saying on commentary, "Oh, yep. the crowd's huge. Everyone's stuck around." And I'm like, no, "Are you, are you they, not looking at haven't. the? Are you not looking into the background where you can just see rows and rows of people trying to get up out of the grandstand?" Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> that uh, that took me by surprise as well. Um, anyway, so the, the Knights NRL team finally got a win, winning 34 points to 14. The Knights scoring six tries to Brisbane's three. The Knights kicked four from six, while the Broncos kicked one from three. Possession was even at 50%, while the Broncos had a better completion rate of 74%. The Knights ran more metres with 1,382. The Knights made more errors with 12, while both teams gave away eight penalties. The Knights made more tackles with 258. The Broncos had more missed tackles with 36. The girls only had 27 missed tackles compared to our men's 34. I think the girls need to get out there and show the men how to tackle. Yeah. Mm. I'll tell you what, um, one thing I'll ask you too, just going back to the crowd numbers, how the crap did they know that's the exact number? Like, were they watching people leave? Were they they're like counting going? Six, seven, eight, like oh. watching people leave like how the crap do they know that was that many people still left in the stadium is there like little buzzers under your seat I've never seen like a buzzer under my seat when I've been there like yeah. it didn't, didn't make sense I'm scratching my head on this one I wanted to know that as well because um, you know good mate of the show Adrian Smeagol um, you know he's he's um he's sent through photos of of, of you know the, the two crowd numbers and I'm sitting there thinking how do you know like yeah. how do you know how do Just, you know Mm. Yeah, doesn't make sense. But um, I did notice the Newcastle chant as well get up during the game, even though yes. the crowd was small. I was struggling to believe there was 8,000 there, especially I think a lot of people too would have said we'll stay till half time. And that was yeah. probably a little bit smaller after that. But anyway, we've <laughs> talked about the – we've talked – there's more to talk about than just the crowd yeah. um, at the women's game. But um, yeah, it was nice getting that Newcastle chant. It was, going, yeah, it was. That, so. Okay, let's talk about the Steel City key moments. Uh, the Jesse Southwell try, like, how well did she play? Oh, mate, like, she is... on chips. Yep. Um, I, I, I feel like um, this is a bad word sometimes to describe someone, but she's a freak. 
She's she's yeah. an absolute freak. Youngest ever NRLW player at 17. Um, it was just a beautiful step off the right foot. It was... Um, I don't want to say it was it was like you know an Andrew John step because every, every, there's a lot of great footballers that can step. I was actually going to compare her to Kalen yeah. Ponga. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not down with all these. Like I understand people are getting excited and comparing to the Joey. Yeah, but, like, I, don't put that pressure on the poor girl. No, like, not at all. Um, you know she's yeah. she's not she's not trying to be Joey. She's not trying to be Ponga. She's trying to be you know the 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 first ever Jesse Southwell. I, I guess. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was it was a great try and and a try on debut. I just that had to be the key moment. That step, that step, like man, he carved up the defense like you know a hot Sunday roast, or you know if you're a vegetarian, a you know veggie roast Love or something. A good roast. But yeah, yeah, they are nice. Even the veggie roasts are nice, actually. But mm. anyway, we'll go from there. But um, yeah, so that was our Still City key moment. But one thing actually, I wanted to mention her sister in the side, um, Hannah Southwell. Yes, the same headgear on. Like, can can we just have like a different type of headgear or something? Because I mean, you can't see their numbers. Yep. You know, or exactly where they're playing. If it's just the, you know, a mess of people everywhere at some stage, you don't know which one's which. Yeah, well unfortunately we're not gonna we're not gonna see any more of, of Hannah with with her uh, ACL injury, which is a huge loss, but we'll we'll get into that in the nighted news, yeah. I'm sure. We will. So let's move on to the NRLW ladder brought to you once again by the Cambridge. At the end of round one, the Roosters are on top of the ladder, followed by the Knights, Dragons, Titans, Broncos. On the bottom of the la- and on the bottom of the ladder, the eels. Mm, good. I <laughs> don't know yeah. why, but uh, good. Um, all right, let's yeah. do, let's do the resurge clothing NRLW wrap up. As you were saying before, um, the the wrap yeah. ups moved to the NRLW. Um, it was nice to see the the men's team form a guard of honor for the NRLW side to run out to. Yeah, that was nice. Mm. That was very nice. But um. Yeah, like, do you want to run through your wrap-up and then I'll run yeah, through mine? Yeah, yeah, sure, or? sure. I might as well um, and continue. Um, I thought our halves are sensational. Last year when we were screaming for Kira Dib to be moved into the halves, um, she it looks like she's there now. She's six and uh, um, Jesse is seven. I think they are a fantastic halves combination. It's yeah. You can already see that... Um, that um, Kira is 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 going to be doing the kicking side of things, whereas Jessie looks like she's going to be the running and the directing of the play. Um, our, our forwards were just way too strong. Like I was saying last week, I, I think we have probably the best forward pack in the comp, um, and our defence was too good. But not only was our defence too good, but our attack was amazing, and I'm just really looking forward to this week because... I, I, I really don't think I could get enough of this women's team at the moment. I, I wish our, yeah. the, the women's season was um, 25 rounds long because I don't think there's enough. Yeah, I'm excited as well. Like, like, like we're hotter than a, you know, Summer's Day seatbelt at the moment. Like, you know, the passion, the excitement, it was just great. Like, you know, you could see it in their eyes. Like, I mentioned a couple of standout players for me. Like, we've already talked about um, Southwell, so I won't mention her. But um, Tightzell in her new position. Remember, we, you know, mm. questioned that about going from the fullback um, into the line. But, mate, she got a nice try. She ran straight over the defender. It's like, well, oh, I'm not going to bother going around you. I'm going straight over you and just ran straight over her. So, yeah, she had a nice game. Um, but Johnson? Um, uh, yes, she had a great her aggression. She's like the clamor, exactly. Of the, she's, yeah, the, she's like the clamor, the clamor, the, the chief. So. Yep, it's great. 
Yeah, she had a nice try as well. She was passionate. You can see that passion once she scored. And um, just one more I'll mention, because there's so many. You couldn't really say anything bad about any player really on our side. You know, they all stood up and played well. But um, Upton, I just thought, yeah, she she's just safe. Like, yeah. under that high ball, um, she's always safe. And she's good at defense. Anytime, like, they did get over the line, okay, granted it didn't work every time, but you can see her using that technique, which, you know, should be, everyone should be using it, but not even some NRL guys use it, where they're trying mm. to flip them straight away onto their back. And she was doing that, you know, straight away. I was just really impressed with them. Um, I was just impressed with our NRLW team. Oh, it was great. It, it, was, it was very different to our men's side. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was. It was very different. So, so yeah, that was pretty much um, my wrap-up for the game. Like you said, can't wait to see us against the Titans. Um, hopefully, we put, like, I don't, you know, we put a good um, good score on, but we'll talk about that very shortly. Yep. All right. It's time for this week's Nighted News, brought to you by Sid Fox. Hey, Link, how are you, mate? Oh, boys, plenty to complain about, isn't there, being a night supporter? <laughs> it just doesn't stop. Oh, mate, yeah, it's, um, it ain't much fun at the moment, is it? It's no. A, um, yeah. Not, not, much I, uh, not much left. No, there isn't, mate. No, the, um, they can't hurt us for much longer, can they? No. <laughs> what news have you got for us this week, mate? Oh, mate, um, I'm going to have to give some more bad news tonight, boys. That's oh, uh, what you do best. I know, I know. Well, speaking of best, good segue. Um, Bradman best, guys. <laughs> um, big, big surprise. Uh, Bradman's got a, a hamstring injury, which has ruled him out this week. Now, he was ruled out last week. Uh, we do know that he, you know, him and Anari were dropped for being late to the team bus, but he didn't even play New South Wales Cup, so this is sort of a lingering hamstring issue. Um, now, look... As a special treat for you guys, you guys know how much I love math, and I've dug the calculator out. Now, I know this is becoming, poor old Bradman's becoming a bit of a meme uh, with regards to his injuries and not being able to stay on the field. <laughs> yeah. So, look, I've actually I've worked out his percentage, how often he has actually played, like how available he has been. Now, take a punt on... The percentage we're looking at Bradman's been on the, been available for us on the field. Man, I'm looking at about thirty percent. Um, I'll go thirty-five. Oh, geez, geez, not that bad. Well, look, <laughs> not that bad. It feels <laughs> like it. It, it, it Six, feels. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I, I didn't mean to talk him down that much, boys. But look, <laughs> sixty sixty-four point three percent. Um, so look, obviously. He's playing more games than he's not, but certainly not a great statistic for no. a, for a young player. Um, he debuted back in 2019. Um, and um, last year, I think March last year, we re-signed him until the end of 2024. Mm. So, look, he's still got 2023 and all of 2024 um, being contracted tonight. So That feels look, like I a big risk now. Yeah, it you know does. contracts are like but these days. Mm. Well, look, there's a lot of sports science at the moment um, suggesting that players that are actually too big for their frame are, are going to be um, hampered and, and suffer a lot of injuries. And I can go back to, say, a Tom Travojevic. Tom yeah, Travojevic has put more and more weight on his frame and he certainly had his struggles with injury. Um, now, whether that's something the club may look at, because, you know, Bradman is a big boy. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yes... Yeah, 
I don't know, maybe another preseason under Hayden Knowles. You know, they've heavily invested in the um, sports science and high performance. So, whether you know, with that said, though, I think our injury toll is actually worse than it was last year. Believe yep. it or not, I agree. Um, so, look, whether it, you, AOB did come out and say they didn't have the best preseason, so maybe that has more to do with it than the sports science. Um, yep. I think it, I think it's pretty clear that the players look a bit underdone and given our form, um, that would suggest that. So, yeah, look, maybe another preseason might fix that, but it's becoming a bit alarming, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Mate, next, week, next week, next week, I'd love you to get your, you know, Casio calculator watch out and let us know the percentage of how many games Ponga has played for us because he's another one that feels like he's out all the time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, good point. And you're, and you're paying a lot more. I couldn't find out what we're paying Bradman. Now, it's obviously going to be nowhere near the amount Ponga is. But, yeah, that's a good point. Mm. Certainly a good point. Um, now, look, um, in some other devastating injury news, guys, for an NRLW team, I'll tell you what, this injury stick does not discriminate. No. It's, it's not a misogynist <laughs> stick, okay? It'll go after anyone. Um, Hannah Southwell, uh, devastating, guys. Scans revealing today that, she will be ruled out for the entire NRLW and World Cup after rupturing her ACL, one of the oh. worst injuries you could possibly get. Um, it looked pretty innocuous, didn't it, watching it live? Uh, it looked like she just kind of fell awkwardly. Yeah. Um, didn't so look welcome like... to Newcastle. Welcome to Newcastle, Hannah. Um, yeah, devastating. Um, she was obviously one of the big big off, um, off-season signings, being co-captain for the club, so... Devastating because um, her, her sister only recently joined, didn't she, after playing in the Com game? So, yeah, um, certainly not great news for NRLW side, but um, yeah, hopefully we can uh, hope for a speedy recovery for Hannah. Hey, eh? yeah. Do you have any good news? Any, any at all? Oh well, I don't know. If, this is up for debate. If this is good news, or not now. Look, <laughs> now the club has been linked. You know, now all this off-season. Um, you know, recruitment stuff starts coming, mm. you know, every, and it sounds like every half and outside back is linked to the Knights at this point. Now, look, one name that has been floated around quite a bit is Ruben Garrick yep. um, from the Sea Eagles. Um, now, the thought being the club has looking about shifting Ponga back to 5'8". Now, the thinking behind this would be you're paying Garrick essentially to become fullback. You'd shift Ponga to 5'8". Um, I guess it probably Cliff. Would go to the uh, into half and Braley. Now I can understand that argument. To me, that's a much stronger spine. Yeah, yeah. Not having Garrick in there, and then we're rolling the dice again um, with this halves pairing. So I can kind of understand. Do you guys agree? Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you can you can kind of see where they're thinking there. And Garrick can actually strong. kick a goal as well. Which will, well, yeah. which is good. It's funny point. you bring that up. It's funny you bring that up, boys. I've got the calculator oh, again. Here he goes. Oh, yeah, the down now, what I've done is is I've calculated. This is over there um, the last four or five years, however long they've been playing. Yep. I've got their conversion rates and basically get, given an average. And I think that's a pretty good sample size over the last four years. That's a yep. pretty good indication. Now, look, um, Kalen Ponga kicks at 73%. That's surprising. It's surprising, oh, yeah. Where and this is surprising too. Jake Clifford's sixty-three percent, so ten percent lower. Yeah. Than KP, he's a he's now, a Ruben, shocker. The last couple of years, hasn't he? He has now. Look, Ruben Garrick, uh, 
in the last four years, he averages 75%. Only a couple more You're than KP. I, I thought he would have been in the, the high 80s. Like, I, I pictured well, Garrick around about an 87 or something. He did have an exceptional uh, kicking percentage last year. He was over 80% with 81%. Right. So whether that's, you know, it, I was the same. Because didn't he, like, nearly break point-scoring record? Yeah, for, for a season year. or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think maybe that might be fresh in people's minds. I was thinking the same. I thought, wow, this guy, you know, we we desperately need, you know, it would have, you know, we could have won the game over the weekend if we had a decent kicker. <laughs> yeah, um, that early. You yeah, know, exactly. And they're worth their weight in gold. Um, and it's something, you, you know, the Knights need more than ever. Um, yeah. But, yeah, very surprising. So over the four seasons, 75%. So I think that's a pretty – Pretty good sample size. Um, yeah. So only a couple more than, than um, KP. A lot better than, than Milford's, you know, 7%. That's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, if, if we can land, even if we could land, somehow land um, Brooks as well, you're looking at uh, Garrick at fullback. Brooks and Ponga in the halves. Garrick yeah, at fullback, French on the wing, Ponga and Brooks in the halves, and, and Braley at, at, at nine. Like, that's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And then not to forget those Super League boys. You know, if we can yeah, get one exactly. or two of those guys over, um, you know, it might be as dire. Uh, obviously, they have going to only going to have a, a preseason together. But um, look, I tell you what, I, I hope to God the Tigers continue to burn because it's only going to increase our chances of getting one of their halves. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very true. Thank, thank God for the existence of uh, the West Tigers. Hey, um, now look, another name that's been linked to the club, and obviously. Any half that comes onto the market um, at the moment, the Knights are probably the first ones they're going to be um, making some phone calls is Tyson Gamble. Mm. Now, he's obviously not the big marquee name or anything like that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, um, only played the one game for West before coming to um, the Broncos in 2021. Um, look, you know, he's obviously a bit of a, a getter. He's not probably flashiest player. I'm not too sure if he's the right kind of player. He, to me, he's more of a fringy kind of guy. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think he's the guy you're going to be wanting for 24 weeks to to get you to the finals. Yeah, he's uh, going to lead the team around. Yeah, yeah, and not to mention he's probably got the roughest looking head in rugby league. He does. Um, yeah, so it's he's got one of those really disable, dislikable heads. <laughs> you know, it's going to be very hard for me to. It's to get over that. It's going to be hard for any Knights fan because um, earlier in the year when the Broncos played at home, um, he, he he stayed down after a crusher or a head high or something that was soft. It, it, it was very soft. Um, and every time he touched the ball, tried to make a tackle, was involved in a play, you know, the Knights, Knights home crowd just yeah. booed the shit out of him. Um, and yeah, I, I, that, I agree. That red and blue jersey. That yeah. red and blue jersey can do wonders. Though. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Link. Um, if, if we can't land a Brooks or, or, or something, um, I, I guess you give him a, a, a shot. But, um, yeah, I, I think he's more of a, you know, a, um, a gamble and clune type thing in reserve grade. I feel like they're your reserve grade halves. They're your backup. I, I don't think he's... I don't think he's NRL standard at the at the moment. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's a guy. Yeah, very similar to say Clune. Yeah, um, there's a reason why these guys probably aren't playing week in week out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's it's, it's experience is, is what the Knights need. Um, but yeah, don't get me started on that, mate. <laughs> I 
Yeah. I get roasted all the time for bringing up a certain West Tigers <laughs> player's name. Um, uh, yep. Yeah, boys. Bit of bad news, bit of speculation. Um, yeah. Plenty to uh, plenty to unravel, I'm, I'm guessing, between now and uh, in pre-season for the night. Absolutely. Nights. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for thanks for popping in, mate. No worries, boys. We shall we shall see you next week. All right, Storky, it's um, time to have a look at this week's game against the Titans in this week's Lambton Park match preview. Let's have a look at this week's Round 24 clash against the 15th place Gold Coast Titans at 4.05pm this Sunday afternoon at Seabus Super Stadium on the Gold Coast. I will be there. For those of you not heading to the game like myself, it will be live on Foxtel, KO and Channel 9. All right, let's have a look at your Newcastle Knights team list for Round 24. At fullback, Tex Hoy, Edric Lee and Dominic Young on the wing. Dane Gagai and Christian Mapapalengi in the centres. At 5A, Anthony Milford and Adam Clune at halfback. David Clemmer and Daniel Saifidi in the front row. Jaden Braley at hooker. Tyson Frizzell and Brody Jones in the second row. And Sayaso Sue at lock. Phoenix Crossland, Jacob Saifidi, Pasami Sulo and Matt Crocker on the bench. Uh, where do you see the Knights winning or losing this one? I think it's very important to um, uh, did what we did successfully in the first half against um, against the Raiders. You know, if the forwards lay that platform and they get those good offloads, then we can, you know, like we said, we can disrupt the um, defensive line yep. you know, of the Titans and, you know, kind of capitalise that on our two towers on either side. So I think that's going to be um, one place we can win it. Uh, one thing we're going to have to look at, a player that I put a lot of props on, um, is Jaden Campbell. Like, mm. you know, it's like, Low way, he's like two bucks fifty, but um, he's like you know he's, he's just wiry and gets in and everywhere. Like, yeah, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's very much like his old man. Um, yeah, yeah I, I I'm the same as you. Um, it's going to definitely come down to our forwards, um, how many meters they make and how they lay that platform, as you were saying. Um, and then yeah, if they can just get back to offloading, I think think that will be beautifully. Um, mathematically, both teams can still get the spoon. Um, it'll just depend on who wants to avoid it more, I guess. Um, I, I have a feeling we will either win in a close game or we'll lose by forty. It, it, yeah, it, it has that type of feeling about it that you know we'll win by one or two or lose by forty. Who knows? Yeah, it's very strange against the Titans. We, yep. we, don't, we don't usually play well up there against the Titans. No, not at all. So, um, yeah, so let's have a look at the Kingdom Wrestling key matchup, who I believe Kingdom Wrestling have a show coming up soon. So mm. head over to the website, Great Bound, Family Bound for Glory 2, I believe it's called. Yeah, so go and check that one out. Lots of fun, lots of fun. Um, so we're going with the Battle of the Fullbacks. Old Tex Hoy versus the, who I mentioned before, Jaden Campbell. Yep. Um, very good battle this one. Like I was saying, I, I think Tex has been playing really well. Um, yeah. And, and, and Tex is going to be pivotal to us winning or losing. Um, we, we do know Tex has been known to, to make some mistakes at the back. Um, but his running game 
it is is brilliant. It's yeah. I, 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 a lot of this game for me is riding on on Tex Hoy's performance. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's uh, let's have a look at our tips this week in this week's Bay Hotel Punt Club, Storky. Uh, you have tipped the Broncos at home over the Eels, while I have tipped the Eels. We have both tipped the Panthers over the Warriors in Penrith. We have both tipped the Storm over the Roosters in Melbourne. I have tipped the Raiders at home over the Seagulls, while you have tipped Manly. We have both tipped the Sharks over the Bulldogs in Cronulla. We have both tipped the Cowboys over the Rabbitohs in Sydney. We have both tipped the Dragons over the Tigers in Parramatta. And to finish off the NRL side of things, we have both tipped the Knights to get the win over the Titans on the Gold Coast. How confident are you with that one? Uh, I think that we can do it. Um, I think just just from our first half from last week, yep. if we can kind of you know create 80 minutes worth of that, <laughs> I think we're more than capable more. of you know beating Gold Coast. But... Um, if we turn up with the second half team, which unfortunately seems to be the team that's turned up most this season, we'll lose by eighty. We're, yeah, we're going to get our pants pulled down again because <laughs> they always put a good score on us up there. So, yep. Yeah. All right, let's have Sorry. a look at our NRLW tips for round two. We have both tipped the Roosters over the Broncos in Brisbane. I have tipped the Eels at home while you have tipped the Dragons. And to finish it off, we have both tipped the Knights to get the win on the Gold Coast against the Titans. Storky, you are sitting in 29th in our tipping comp. I am miles back. I'm in I'm in 42nd. I've Yeah, I'm um I'm I I'm slipping, mate. Absolutely. Yeah. That's okay. You know, like you said, we can't um, really win this. We so can't we're just, win it. Uh, spectators, yep. spectators in this competition at the moment. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, let's have a look at this week's NRL W Round 2 clash against the Gold Coast Titans, which follows the NRL game um, at 6.10pm this Sunday night at Seabus Super Stadium. For those not heading to the game, it will be live on Foxtel, KO, and Channel 9. Um, as you and I found out, on Sunday night, it's probably um, nine gem. Is that is that what we ended up yeah. watching that on? Yep. Yeah, nine gem. Yeah, did, did, was it actually on KO? Because I remember you messaged me and said it's not on. What's going on? I told you it was on nine yeah, gem. Mate, was it I, actually on KO? I went looking for it on KO. I even went to the you know the little tab that says Knights uh, Broncos. Clicked on that and made it was some. There was the Collingwood AFL game. Um, yeah, it's weird because, yeah, I saw you post it saying that, hey, it's going to be on. They advertised it and it wasn't. So, yeah, and I, I sat there and watched still? 10 minutes of the AFL just waiting for it to kick off and then realised it was, it was never going to happen. So I quickly, <laughs> quickly jumped over to, to 9 Gem. Um, all right, let's have a look at your Newcastle Knights women's team for round two at fullback Tamika Upton. Kiana Takarengi and Autumn Rain Stephen Daly on the wing. Shanice Parker and Bobby Law in the centres. At 5'8", Kira Dibb and Jesse Southwell at halfback. Caitlin Johnson and Millie Boyle in the front row. Olivia Higgins at hooker. Romy Tidesell and Yasmin Clydesdale in the second row. And Simone Capani at lock. Emma Menzelman, Taylor Prettybon, Kyra Simon and Mackenzie Wheel on the bench, I think I did much better at uh, reading out the the women's names this week. I, I feel like I should get next week's key moment of the week. I think you did really well. I think, um, you know, give it a couple of weeks and oh, it'll be second hat, my friend. Exactly. Um, All over it. Hannah Southwell injured, um, not good, ACL out for the year. Uh, that's, that's a yeah. huge loss for us. She was one of our uh, marquee signings. So to lose signings, a marquee yeah. signing, you know, 
so early into a very short season it's just not what you want yeah it's a different isn't it with the nrlw as you know injuries you know a lot more impactful because you know you lose someone for five weeks unless you make the finals so um yeah, yeah it is i'm really looking forward to when they do extend the comp and add some more teams yeah so. absolutely yeah me too so, um so where do you see the knights winning or losing this one um, look, if we play like we did last week, I, I feel we're going to win by plenty. Um, it just just depends. The girls, because that was their first win, I don't want them to get too caught up in finally the Knights and our all side got a win. We can win the comp. We're going to win the comp. Um, you know, I, I hope they're just not going into this game too confident. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh yeah, because that night, that black cloud that seems to follow the Knights men's team around, it's always in the distance. So yeah, you know, let's 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 not give it a chance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, if if we turn up and have a performance like we did on Sunday, I, I feel like we're going to win by a lot. Yeah, yeah, I'll keep mine short and sweet too. Like, I, to be honest, I don't know enough about the Titans team yep. to tear it apart and start commenting on players they have. Um, so if we play the same as last week, you know, Football 101, then, yeah, I think we're easily going to win this game. So, yep, that's... Go from there. Actually, I'll, I'll throw a quick question at you before yes. we move on. Ironically, do you feel that the Knights men's team going so badly mm-hmm. has kind of been a good thing for the NRLW Knights? Because... Everybody seems to be getting on board with the NRLW Knights. Like, Absolutely. everyone's putting all this book because we all just want something to cheer about. So, ironically, <laughs> it's kind of been a good thing for them that well, the men are going so badly. I kind of alluded to that a, a few weeks ago. But, yeah, seeing it, seeing it on Sunday night, 100%. Um, and I, I feel like everyone's going to be riding the women's team this week because, you know, oh, the men's team, yeah. we're, we're probably going to lose, blah, blah, blah. The women are going to be the ones who win it for us can you know i've i've seen comments out there on on facebook land um you know can we can we send the men's team out for the first half and then the women's team out for the second half um so yeah yeah momentum's already building for you know the women's team to be popular than the men's in 2022 absolutely (laughs) (laughs) all right let's go to this week's mark hughes foundation fan mail Okay, first bit of mail is from David Callan. Where does this season rank in terms of our best to worst season? Ah, uh, to me, it would definitely have to be bottom two. Like even the year that we only won one game, which uh, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, like 16. that was painful. That was really painful. But to be honest, I'd probably say this is worse. Yeah. Because that two thousand sixteen, we knew we didn't have the team. Yeah. Like you know, we just had a bunch of young players. You know, and we. We didn't really expect to do much better than that. This team we've got has like yeah. origin level players, Absolutely. and we have good players. Like I've said in the past, am I kidding myself? Do we just not have a good team? But no, look at the players we have. They are good <laughs> yeah. players. On so paper, it doesn't make and it doesn't make sense. And to have, um, you know, such a black and white game last week where we can play that well in the first half yep. and play that bad, bad. in the second half. Yeah, to me makes even less sense. Exactly. Like, yeah. So yeah. So for me, this is yeah probably the worst season I've ever seen 
as a Knights fan. Yep. Well, um, mate, you've you've stolen my my answer because I've got here worst. Uh, I'll, I'll keep mine short and sweet. Um, I enjoyed um, the 2016 season more. At least that team showed heart and passion every week. They were just a shit team. Um, you know, they were full of players like, like you know, Jalen Feeney and, and Brock Lambs and, uh, you know, the Safidi brothers were were very, very fresh and might have even been their first year in first grade. I'm not quite sure, but, mate, they, they tried. They tried their hearts out. They they put in 100% effort every week. Yeah. You, you didn't walk that away. That class. You, you, yeah, exactly. You didn't walk away going, oh, I wish they tried harder. They, they'll just, they'll just a shit team. That's... That's as simple as I can put it. So yeah, this yeah. this is this is by far our worst season, I believe. Yeah. Okay, we'll throw another question out from Matthew Hancock. Um, oh, I like this one. This is something a little bit different. So here we go. Um, I know you guys mentioned the NFL at times. I'm a Cowboys fan myself. Well, Matthew, we won't hold that against you. <laughs> yeah, no. You know, um, Talking about shit teams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, shout out to JC. One of my good mates is a. Um, uh, Cowboys fans, so they're not all bad. But anyway, sorry, Matt. Okay, so his question was: If you could compare, um, if you could compare your favorite NFL team's form over the last few years to a current NRL team, who would it be? This was a this was a good question. Um, had to do a little bit of research almost in this one. Um, I, I I follow the Philadelphia Eagles for anyone anyone out there that wants to know. Um, and I would compare them recently to the Cronulla Sharks. Um, Philly Philly won the comp in, in 2018. The Sharks won in 2016. Um, since then, uh, both teams have, you know, been scraping into the playoffs or, you know, not enough to make, make it look like we're going to go anywhere near winning a comp, but not quite, you know... Playing poorly, if that makes sense, um, yeah. so, some somewhere in that mid tier. Um, the Sharks have been making the finals finals a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I, short answer: Cronulla Sharks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I um, had a little bit of a think about it. Um. I like like you said. For anyone who doesn't know, I go for the Atlanta Falcons. Um. And I would probably compare them to the Dragons. We've had a few tough years. Um. Mm. You know, the last few years, but. You know, we're doing a little. We last year we did a little bit better than what people were, you know, expecting us to. And this year, the Dragons, um, are the same. They seem to be doing a little bit better than what people were expecting them to as well. So, I kind of feel we're both, you know, hopefully, kind of on the rebuild. You know, working our way in up the right there slowly direction. Yep. in the right direction. So, yeah, I'm going to say the Dragons on that one. So, yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, I like that NFL question. So yeah, I like yeah, a good NFL awesome. question. Um, all right, let's move on to Andrew Murray. Um, just throw it out there that Andrew is a huge Kalen Ponga fan. Um, after Ponga and Man have been spotted in a toilet together, most likely doing drugs, should the club rip up their contracts? No. Because, um, like you said, there you've, the the key wording is most likely. Mm. You don't know for sure. Like, yeah. well, you're just They're you're gonna, gonna get rid of our made our best signing, or you know, arguably yeah. our best signing. You know, uh, a marquee signing definitely um, because of you know most likely something they were doing. You know, you look at the old players. You know, they Ponga and a few of the other. They're young. They're stupid. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. Like, yeah, think about what we were doing back in those days. You don't. Mm. 
you don't think things I out. It's a stupid thing to do. Yeah, but um, you look at the old players back in the Joey's days and that before Ooh. camera phones and things like that. Like, yeah. they would have been getting their contract torn up every week. I remember one night out in the town, funny little story, I bumped in at the Maitland Brewery to um, Hughesy, Mark Hughes and Darren Albert, and they um, you know, had a couple of beers, um, as had I and my friends, yeah. and we all got together and we were all partying the down and we jumped on their little private bus and... It was a it was a night to remember, but um, now, but now look at them now, like you know, yeah. especially Hughesy. He's like one of the most respected guys in rugby league. So you can't hold this type of stuff with people against people. They're just young, silly. No, we shouldn't tear up their contracts. Yep. Let's just you know discipline as it comes out, and let's just move on. Calm the farm. Um, yeah, yeah I, I I agree. It's a suspension at at best, um, and a suspension at least. I feel. Um, you know, which does suck because Ponga's out for the rest of the year, Man's out for the rest of the year. So, yeah. unfortunately, you got to suspend them next season. So that already puts us behind the eight ball going into 2023. And let's face it, um, we've, 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 no, no, yeah. <laughs> we've no key halves signed or, or any marquee signings or anything like that coming to the club next year. Next year was already going to look grim as it was. Um, so suspending Ponga and Man for however long to begin the season, it's it's what they uh, it's what I believe they deserve. Um, if, if they were doing drugs, we'll never know because they're not releasing the um, test to the public. Um, yeah. So I'm not I'm not sure how much we were actually will actually find out. But yeah, I'd, I I wouldn't be ripping up their contracts. That's for sure. Shout out to old mate who um you know made the little plaque up and put it inside. The... <laughs> that, <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was, that was, that good. was good, mate. Yep. I'll give I enjoyed you props that. On that that yep. was good. Good shout out to you. Uh, okay, next question, Shane Martin. Um, how do you guys find the energy and passion to do the show when the team is going so bad? That is a bloody good question. <laughs> it, it it is, and um, Storky and I sometimes we share a toilet cubicle to get our energy. No, um. Oh. <laughs> No, <laughs> seriously, it, it, it is hard. There are weeks where, you know, the last thing I want to do is sit down and talk about the nights for an hour and, and you know, we take about 20 minutes to review a game and you're sitting there and you're just like, for 20 minutes, talking about how much you hated that game and then you've got to act excited Um you know, to, to you know, b- back when we had the Sharks and Melbourne back to back, and we just got what was it, four fifty two or something, put on us by the Sharks, and then we were looking at Melbourne the following week, and you, you're just there stuck in between the middle, you know, going okay, I've I've got to I've got to have good energy, I've got to, it's it's bloody tough, it, it, it is hard, but that's football, and that's what we sign up for at the start of the season. Yeah, that's it. Um, for me, I think um, you know. I'll never turn, and I know yourself, we'll never turn our back on the club. Um, yep. the, the club is bigger than any one team. Yeah, this team is not great. Yep. You know, we've had bad teams. We talked about before, 2016, that was a bad team. But the club has a rich heritage as well. You know, we've had great teams. We're going to have great teams again. We're going to have glory days again. Um, so the club itself, you know, is bigger than the, the team we have right now. Um, and we're a sucker for punishment. I always say that, you know, as much as this hard this season is, I'll be looking forward to the game against the Titans <laughs> yeah. this weekend. I message you, like most game days, I say, mate, I don't understand why, but I'm really looking forward to the game today. Yeah. And then you end up being disappointed at the end. But um, 
as as Sean and I, we you know we all have ups and downs as well. There's been times in this season where there's been ups and downs as well. Yeah. Um. So it does make it hard to do it. But I really think you've had to grab the me, other by the by the sleeve and kind of help yeah, them through yeah. each week. And yeah, exactly. And that's what yep. I was going to say. I think you know I put a lot of it on um, Sean and Link as well. Um. You know, we lift each other up and being able to do this with like your best mates is like, yeah. it's enjoyable. Even yep. though the team sucks at the moment, you know, <laughs> leaning on each other and just having fun and enjoying it with these um, these two blokes, you know, it's just, yeah, it has me coming back for more. So um, getting a bit emotional here. So I just love you guys. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, that's pretty much it. But no, that's a good question. Um, I appreciate that question, Shane. So Yeah, no, that, that, that was good. Yep. Great question. Yeah. Yeah, so um, after that, the emotional, you know, baggage. Um, that brings us to the end of the show. If you haven't already, like us on Facebook, you know, on Instagram. Um, subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcast, etc. Um, that's where you'll be hearing this show this week. So head yep. to, well, you're already headed to it because this is the end of the show, so you've already listened to it on <laughs> on it. So I don't need to tell you the head next week. there. Mm. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, hit the little bell icon on YouTube. Um, all these things will give you notifications. So, not just this year, but when we come back next year, you'll get notifications. Um, you know, big things next year. Um, little secret letting you in. Um, new sets already under construction. Old mm. sets gone. Bigger yep. and better. Oh, I'm not going to let too much out of the out of the bag there. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks, you know, for joining us. Um, I'm going to go and watch the Falcons game that I haven't seen today after this. Yeah, I, I um, watched the Eagles game last night. It was good to watch a win for once. Uh, well, not not, not for the Eagles. Baseball. I mean, for football in general. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Like you were just saying, we won't have a show next week. Um, I'll be up on the Gold Coast, but don't worry. We'll be back the following week. That's all from us this week. Thank you again, Storky, for joining me. Oh, we should probably let them know, um, everybody know, because we won't be back next week. But even when the night's finished, the night season's finished up, we'll still be going. Um, we're going to basically make the NRLW nights, which we're all excited about, yep. the main the main part of the show. So we'll yep. be following their season. So exactly. we're not going away because the nights are ducking out. So sorry to cut you off there, Sean. No, no, that's better, so all, all good. Um, and then, yeah, we will follow, finish up the Tuesday, uh, Wednesday following the grand final um but yes we we will see you in two weeks time don't just have a good night have a newcastle night like brothers in arms we're more than a team and the heart of a say we wear on our sleeves for the red and the blue till the end we will fight sing along live the newcastle nights Castle nights for the red and the blue till the end we will fight singing long live the Newcastle nights